What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode number 37 of the Ask Tony Show, a very special episode. Uh, I'm super excited about my guest today, uh, somebody that personally I admire and respect a ton uh, and has one of the most incredible physical transformations that I have ever seen. Uh, he's a bodybuilder and men's physique competitor, Ricardo Garcia. Thanks so much for being here, my man. Thanks for inviting me, dude. How you doing? Good, good. So as as I mentioned, one of, one of well, actually the reason why uh, I was so excited to bring you on to the show is to talk about fitness, to talk about uh, your physical transformation. But before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, introduce yourself to the audience. What do you do? What are you about? Uh, tell us a little bit. Um, well, I, 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 currently, I currently work at a law firm. Um, that's what I do for a living. Um, and I do bodybuilding as a, as a hobby. Um, started started this sport probably about two years ago um just you know at one point um i was uh, i was a heavy kid uh, back in the day and just wanted to make a change so i decided to to start lifting a few years ago um and you know that's that's my passion now that's that's what i do on the daily and um and that's about it yeah and just just to give the audience a little bit of context so i've known ricardo ever since i was a kid and this dude, I so I I played basketball in high school. You know, I, I was always a big basketball dude. But this dude is one of the most gifted basketball players that I ever played with. And so, the context and uh, kind of I guess we can kind of jump into that as as the first topic. Being uh, such a high level uh, basketball athlete growing up, and then you know getting to the point where you you gained a lot of weight. What what was that like? Uh, what was that, you know, growing up as an athlete? Uh, tell us a little bit about that athletic background and how eventually you ended up gaining a lot of weight. Um, it, it, it was it was horrible. I mean, when you go from from being fit to to gaining, you know, 70, 80 pounds and, you know, you're not able to run, um, it, it's hard. Uh, but I mean, I struggled with weight since I was a kid uh, when I was I, I mean, I still remember being probably 12 years old. Um, I, I, I was a big kid. Um, I was still a good basketball player, but I was, you know, that that chubby kid that you know can kind of move around. But uh, I was uh, I was a little bit slower. Um, my uncle would make fun of me. Uh, he would make little comments. He would call me fatty, um, little things like those. And and I think that's what got into my head. Um, Decided to lose weight when I was 12 years old. Um, I want to say maybe I lost about 20 pounds. So I, I got skinny being 12 years old, losing 20 pounds. It's a lot. Uh, got skinny, uh, became more athletic. Um, I felt like I became a better basketball player. Um, and then at that point, that's when I kind of got recruited to, to Mountain View High School. Um, so, um, you know, I, it, it was, it was, uh, I was, I was skinny throughout high school. Um, I was fit. Um, I, I was in sports, you know, throughout throughout the whole my whole high school career. Um, but you know, just like it happens to everyone, you know, once you you graduate, um, you know, you get married or, or or you you get into a relationship and you get comfortable, uh, you stop going to the gym, you stop cooking your food, um, you start eating out a lot, um, and and that's what happened. Um, I, I met my son's mother. And, and I just, I think I gained about, so after high school, I was about 155, 160. And I think I went all the way to 210 okay. back then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it messes it messes with your head a lot. Um, like I said, going from, from being fit, uh, being comfortable in, in your own skin to, you know, when once you gain that much weight, you're uncomfortable. Uh, even when you have your clothes on, you feel that you know you don't look good in them. So um, I mean, it, it messes with you a lot. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously, I you know knowing you ever since you you were a kid, I I saw that that kind of swing from from one end to the other. So what what was what was the heaviest that you ever got? Um, I got to 269.8 to 270. Basically 270. Yeah. And, and, and actually, um, 
for for a time, and a lot of the audience members might not know this, but I I did Beachbody, so I was like a Beachbody coach, and I was selling like Insanity and P90X, and and I remember uh, one day you sent me a text message to jump on on Insanity, and that was kind of I guess the 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 first time that you were kind of you know, and and I, I remember the text message, and you were just saying you know I'm sick of feeling this way, I want to do something different. So uh, talk a little bit about that moment, like what what was it? that kind of triggered it to say, you know what, I, I, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to look like this and I have to do something different. Um, I remember I went, I went to play basketball with, with a few of her friends, with Elias and Ari back then. And I mean, it was, it was a five on five game full court. I think it was, the game was two eleven, and I think the score was like four to five, maybe. And I was dying. Like I was literally felt like my heart was gonna like pop out. Um, the game ended, and I I played one game, and that was it. And I sat down, and the next day I woke up. I had, I don't think I've ever been that sore. Um, so that was the first thing that that kind of woke me up. I'm like, I, I can't keep doing this, right? Uh, then the second thing was uh, I was helping you coach high school. Um, so seeing these kids, um, made me kind of want to get back into shape because I'm like, how are they going to see me as a coach when, you know, I'm, I'm a chubby guy walking around. I don't want to be that coach because right. I've seen those coaches and <laughs> I don't want to be that coach. Yeah. So that was my second motivation. And, um, and my third motivation was, uh, my kids got into playing basketball. So I didn't want to be that fat or, or chubby parent. Uh, that I can't even play with their kids, so that was that was another thing that kind of woke me up. And and uh, basically, I mean, what I told my wife and what I told my my whole family back then was, um, I just want to live longer. That's that's it. I mean, yeah. Um, I I I, can, I still enjoy food. I mean, I still have what I like, but I just uh, I, I just need I, I knew I needed to make a change to yeah. to be able to live longer, just to to enjoy them and for them to enjoy me having me here. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that you touched on two, two key points for anybody out there that maybe is struggling with weight. Maybe you've tried it before and then you, you haven't been able to get there. You've quit, especially now in January, there's a lot of, you know, resolutioners. We set our new year's goals and then we start and then we fall off. I think that you, you hit on two critical things. Number one, you have to get to a point where you're kind of sick of feeling this way. You're sick of Know, looking this way of not being healthy, I think that's number one. And number two is like you mentioned with with uh, your son. I mean, you have to have something bigger that kind of motivates you to stay in it because it's so hard to actually do what you have to do. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I think that if if you have those two elements, you get to a point where you're not going to accept yourself in that condition. Number one, and then number two. Know, find something that you can really anchor yourself to uh, to actually get it done. So uh, I love that. So so you get started. You you start. I think that you did insanity. Well, you started going to the gym. I remember at that time I was also kind of starting, and I was going to Planet Fitness with my wife. And then I remember I remember one day you walked in with like your gloves and like wraps everywhere, and and you kind of got started. Uh, so talk to us about the the early stages. You know, how was it that you started to create the habit? Uh, what things did you start to change, and what were some of those those challenges early on in your in your fitness career? So, um, to go back a little bit to what you asked me first, when I first asked about insanity, uh, I was too shy to go to the gym. I I never lifted weights before. I I was I had uh, weight training in high school, but I was always the kid that never never lifted a weight. I was just on the side on my phone. Um, so I was never used to working out. Um, so what I when I asked you about it, um, I, I I had seen people do it, and I saw how much they were sweating. So I'm like, this is gonna work. I mean, yeah. I knew I knew how it worked. I knew how you could lose weight. So I, I started with that, um, and I did that. Um, I finished the whole program. Um, but then after that, I just stuck with uh, eating healthy throughout the week only, Monday through Friday. Uh, I was playing basketball Monday through Friday after work for two, three hours. So it was, you know, strictly cardio. So I did that for about a year. 
Um, in the first year, I went from 270 to 167, I think. So I lost over 100 pounds in, in a year. Holy just shit. Okay. Uh, in a little bit, in about a year. So, yeah, I went from, like I said, 270 to about 167. So, um, but once I lost all that weight, uh, I became I became skinny fat. So I looked yeah. skinny with clothes on, but once I took off my shirt, you know, I had that, that, that belly that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and I knew I needed to go to the gym. So um, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I decided to hire a, a, an online coach. Uh, and I know we're gonna talk about it in a little bit, but that's the very first time that I ever went to the gym. It was yeah. after a year of dieting and after a year of strictly cardio. Yeah. that I stepped a foot into a gym and uh, it, it was, it was a, it was a fun experience that first day. Yeah, for sure. But you touched on something, on something, key. you know, at, at first, if you're not comfortable going to the gym, like that's okay. If we're talking about just getting started, trying to lose some weight, I mean, losing a hundred pounds in a year is crazy. Like that, that is extraordinary. And so hearing that, all you did was play basketball, which a game that you love, it was fun, and eating clean Monday through Friday, and that was enough to get you to lose the weight. I think that is super interesting because in many cases, people feel like they need to get all these supplements and they have to spend hours in the gym and they have to starve themselves. But the fact that you were able to do it, doing something you enjoyed, and also you know eating clean during the weekdays, but then maybe you know, cheating a little bit on the weekends, you were still able to get the results. So I think that that is super, super interesting. Um, so you keep on, you keep doing it, you start to go to the gym, and then what happens next? Um, like I said, I decided to hire a coach because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what workouts were for what muscles. Um, once I hit 167, that's where I, I, my, the scale didn't move anymore. And uh, at that point, I care about the scale a lot because I knew I wasn't gaining any muscle. I was just losing fat. So once I hit to that point, I'm like, okay, I got to do something. Um, and I remember uh, it's just little things that I that made me do, you know, make these changes. Uh, I was taking a shower. I come out of the shower and I turn around and I look at my back in the mirror and my back just looks, it does, I mean, my body just looks weird. Like yeah. my shoulders are like tilted and then I have one fat roll is bigger than the other. And um, I mean, it just, it, yeah. it, I look yeah. funny. Like my body yeah. looked, it looked funny. So I was just like, um, I knew in order to get rid of the fat rolls that I didn't like, I knew I had to go to the gym but I didn't know what workouts were to get rid of that. And that was my goal. That was, that was my goal at the end of the day was, I just want to get rid of those rolls and I'll be happy. I don't want to get big. I don't want to, I don't want to have big muscles. I just want to be, you know, want to be slim. Um, so I hired an online coach for about three months. Um, give me a meal plan, give me a workout plan. Um, and I think I lost about, so at that point, I think I gained about five pounds uh, on the scale, but my body looked a lot better because I had gained muscle, I had lost fat. So I took a picture of my back again and it, my shoulders were a little bit more leveled up. My, my back rolls were not as big, um, but um, I needed something else. I needed a, a, a more of a, a personal coach that I could talk to. So I got rid of my online coach and I jumped in into, into another coach that I found. Um, and I found him, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird way that I found him. I found him on social media um, through, through somebody that actually bought my motorcycle that I, I used to drive a motorcycle back then. Um, somebody that bought my motorcycle um, was friends with this coach yeah. that had a crazy transformation and that's your old coach. He had a crazy transformation. So I'm like, Oh, this guy went from fat to actually have a six pack and to actually be fit. Mm. So I clicked on it and I started following him and I started asking questions. And then I started following, um, his other, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how you want to call it his other coach, his other, his boss, whatever his mentor. 
uh, I started talking to him and, and you know, we, we talked and we decided to sign up. Me and my wife decided to sign up back then and um, we were with them for, for about a year or so. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, every coach is different um, and, and you gotta, I, I, I feel that you gotta find the right person that fits you. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, there's nothing wrong with looking around and stuff. Uh, a lot of people feel the the rush of, of hiring the first coach that they talk to, uh, but you know you always want to find the one that fits you. Yeah, no, a hundred, a hundred percent. So, so you make the decision to to get a coach, and and what what I found what I find fascinating about this whole thing is it's it's a constant journey, right? You go from being skinny to being fat, and back to being skinny, and then skinny fat, and so. It's this this constant journey of constantly working on yourself and trying to find the right resources. And one of the things that when I talk to people who are unmotivated, it's they say all of those things that that you mentioned. I don't know what to do. I've never been to a gym. I don't know what to eat. But they allow that to kind of stop them. And they're like, well, you know, I, I just don't know. Versus your approach, which is I don't know, but I'm going to find out. What do you think was kind of the motivation behind actually going into something that you didn't know, that you didn't understand, um, versus some of these other people that allow that to just kind of completely block them and they never even start? Um, I, I think personally, I like the challenge. Um, I, I like to learn. I like to always be better. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be you know bodybuilding. It could be learning something new. Um, it could be at a job. I mean, I've done, you know, every single type of job you can think of. I mean, I, I went from construction to salespeople to salesman to silver. So I like to try different things. So um, I, I think that to have to, uh, for those people that want to start, um, I think a lot of them are, are, they get intimidated walking into a gym. And so did I. But you get intimidated walking into a gym because you see, you know, all these big guys with tank tops and with their muscles out. And a lot of them, they have a face that, you know, they, they want to kill you if you look at them. But the funny thing is that most of those people are the nicest people when you actually talk to them. That's true. Um, I've seen that. Um, I, I had actually two days ago, I had a, a one of my teammates um, said that somebody approached him at the gym and um that he told that he was asking for some tips uh, now my friend looks he looks mean he you know has a mustache he looks very mean very intimidating but he's the nicest guy yeah. so he he actually liked that that somebody came up to him and was asking for questions and he felt that the 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 person that came up to him was uh, actually wanting to improve yeah. um so um, a lot of people, they get that, that idea of, you know, there's a bunch, a bunch of douchebags at the gym. There's a bunch of meatheads at the gym. And, yeah. um, you know, they feel that those that, you know, throw their freaking, you know, weights on the ground and, and, and scream. Some of those are annoying, but, you know, they're, most of them are nice. Like most of them, if you, if you ask them a question on how to lift or, or a tip or something, most of them are going to take out their headphones and they're going to give you uh, uh, an actual uh, an actual tip, something that's going to help you out. And so that's one thing for people that need to that want to get started going to the gym. Yeah, I know that's one of the things that stops them from going is being intimidated by by those people that have been going for you know for years. And like I said, yeah. I was one of them, uh, and I started up Planet Fitness because Planet Fitness, it, it's more of a, a, a beginner, uh, a gym for beginners. So I decided to go with that. And, you know, eventually I moved to another gym and, you know, now I go to any gym, any gym I want and I don't care. I'm not intimidated. I'm, you know, I'm just me. But yeah, like I said, it's just getting that idea in your head that the people that are there, they're not douchebags. They're, if you ask them something, they're going to be super nice to you, most of them, and they're going to help you out. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I've, I've actually, for a time, I felt the exact same way, and 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 I learned the same thing. The people that uh, have had success in fitness, they know how hard it is. I mean, they've they've gone through it themselves. They've just been at it longer than you, but they understand. You know, they 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 had to start somewhere too, and and they get it. So uh, I completely agree. So so you start with the coaching, you start to get better, and eventually you decide to compete which competing is a totally different thing, which, I mean, that 
is intimidating because when you talk about competing, now you're on stage by yourself, almost naked. I mean, in men's physique, you're wearing shorts, but you know, you're, you're basically up there in very little clothing being literally judged on what your body looks like. So going from a place where you're 270 pounds, you're looking in the mirror, your body looks all weird. It looks all, you know, you don't like what you see to then having the confidence to step on a stage where an entire crowd is literally going to be judging how your body looks. That mental jump is extraordinary. So talk a little bit about that. What went to, what went into that decision to jump into competition? I had no idea what I was doing um, when I hired my second coach. So I got rid of my first online coach and I hired the one from, from here. Um, I met with him the first time. Um, we had a, 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 an intro meeting um, and we talked about competing just a little bit, you know, just briefly. Uh, that was it. Um, you know, I got into the habit of eating clean six days out of the week instead of five but I couldn't do seven. So I stuck with six and you know, I had a full cheat day. It wasn't a cheat meal, it was a full cheat day. Uh, didn't, count, didn't count my carbs, nothing. Didn't do cardio. It was literally a day where I didn't care what I ate or what I did. Um, so when the time came, I'm like, why not? Like, it's gonna give me, it's gonna give me a goal, it's gonna give me something to do because I mean, right now I have a lot of things going on in my life, but I'm like, I need something. I need to look forward to something, right? So I'm like, let's jump into the show. I'm like, I'm I'm skinny now. Uh, I, I think I can I can you know go with some abs, and I think that's all you needed, you know, some abs, you know, look a little bit cut, and you know you're good. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was wrong. So um, it, it was uh, it was a unique experience. Um, do I recommend it? Uh, if you if you have if you're mentally strong enough, yes. Uh, but it, it's very tough. I mean, you go you do you know two hours of cardio on a daily basis. Uh, the amount of food that you eat is it's not what you're used to. So you know you're you're under eating and you're overtraining and you're doing uh, extra cardio every single day. You're sweating. You're, you know, you're you're uh, losing a lot of fat. Um, so it, it becomes it becomes very tough. Um, I just and again, I just decided to do it because I, I wanted to to have a goal for myself, and I wanted to see what I looked like. I just wanted to see what I looked like with abs. That was my goal. Yeah. That was it. Never thought about doing it. You know, more than once. Uh, I just wanted to do it for the experience. So. Decided to jump on it. Uh, we did a, a 12 week prep, uh, a 12 week preparation. That's what it's for. That's what it stands for. Uh, and on those 12 weeks, you know, your, uh, your, your plan is constantly changing. So I have to check every weekend with my coach, you know, send pictures from back, uh, check how much I weigh. Uh, Got to tell them, you know, uh, how many of my, how, how strict I was with my food, with my training, with my cardio, all of those things. Uh, then I wait for their feedback. So I had to do that once a week. Um, and like I said, every week it would change. And most of the time, as the time went by, my calories started to drop every week. Mm. So, you know, I went from, you know, 2,200 to 2,000. By the time of the show, by the week of the show, I was eating about 1,100 calories a day. But I was doing two hours of cardio and I was training for an hour and a half a day. So I was probably burning about, I don't know, 2,500 calories, 3,000 calories, but I was eating 1,100. Wow. So um, it messes with your head a lot. Uh, I was in a bad mood most of the time. I mean, well, you, you already know me half of the time I'm in a bad mood, but. <laughs> so, so this didn't help. Um, my patience went from, you know, from a 10 to a two. I had no patience. Um, um, I mean, even with my dog, uh, I feel bad for my dog because he was she was a puppy, and I just had no patience because I was just so tired all the time. Um, and then one thing that I like to to tell people: 
one of the struggles is so it, it, when once you're about when you're a bodybuilder if you want to grow if you want to improve you have to sleep a lot of uh, in order for you to grow you have to rest uh, so once you're on once you're on prep once you're under eating um, your your body fat is super low it's hard to sleep at night very hard. Really? I would think it'd be the opposite. You don't know if you're hot or if you're cold. Not at all, because you. It, so you start to have uh, to start sweating at night a lot, because you don't know if you need to have a blanket, because you don't know if you're cold, but you don't know if you're hot. So if you ask any competitor, that is one of the struggles. You you have night sweats all the time. And you know you wake up and you're all wet and it's it, it's it, it's bad. So it's just little things like those that you know that, that make prep that make prep hard. But I mean, besides that, I think if you have if you're like I said if you're mentally strong to do it, um, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's hard at all. Um, as long as you can follow instructions, you can follow a meal plan. Um, it, it becomes easy. Now my first prep was harder than my second one. Uh, my second one, I felt that I was I was better. My first one, I, I did cheat a lot. Um, I'm not gonna lie, my coach knows it. Um, and again, I was under eating. Uh, and when I said I was cheating, I mean, I was eating an extra cup of rice or I was eating, you know, extra <laughs> That's chicken. Cheating, yeah, yeah. Um, you have so to be perfect, it's not, basically. Yeah, it's not like, it was, yeah, it's not like you. I was going to eat pizza, but I was just eating more than what my coach told me I could. Yeah. But yeah, you have to be super strict when it comes to to being on prep. Yeah. Because and, if you're here's, not, um, here's a question that kind of that kind of comes to mind. Uh, so I've talked to people who have jumped into competing and they quit. They can't. They can't get there. I, I could probably name a dozen dudes that I have, you know, friends of mine that have started. And they don't finish. And when I talk to some of it, when I talk to some of these people, they're like, "It's so hard." That I got to a place where I'm like, "I don't need this, right?" Like, they look good. In I mean, if you take the general population, they look good. I mean, they're they're pretty lean. They got some muscle. Maybe they're not you know shredded like they have to be for a show, but they don't look bad. I mean, compared to the world they have good physiques and so i remember one guy he, he said to me he's like i realized like i i look good like i don't have to suffer this much for a shot at a piece of plastic at a plastic trophy so he quit and he, he he never did it so how do you see that why why did you stay and push through because from what you're telling me like night sweats i can't sleep i you know my mood is all crappy i'm pissed off at the world like why go through that for you know what my buddy said just a shot at a piece of plastic you got to do it for the right reasons and i don't think he was doing it for the right if that's how he sees it he's not doing it for the right reason so um like i said i did my first show as an experience because i wanted to see what it was like and i wanted to see what the process was and I knew the process was to suffer. I know you were. I know you had to suffer in order to uh, to be where where I wanted to be. I knew I had to get up in the early in the morning, earlier than anybody else, so I could do my cardio. But the way that I saw it was, I'm doing things that other people are not willing to do, but I'm gonna get to places that they're never gonna be able to get. So um that that was kind of the mentality so it, when people tell you oh, i i don't want to do it for for a piece of plastic or for a trophy or for a medal or why if i look good with clothes on <clears throat> i don't do it to look good i mean you know being shredded feels great you know having abs you know four months out of the year for me feels great people have abs you know throughout the whole year but you know having abs for four months out of the year you know it's great yeah. but i don't do it for that um i don't do it because you know i want to get a bunch of likes on instagram uh, i do it because now i have a goal so i did my first prep and i liked it i like how <clears throat> i like i like how mentally strong it made me that i knew i wanted to keep going and I like the changes on my body that I knew I wanted to keep going. So 
now my goal is not to just you know do it for fun eventually i want to you know i want to do a national show now to get it to a national show you have to win a local show so you know that's the first goal you know getting that local show out of the way you know get to a national show uh being able to get you know your pro card all of those things is things that are on my list now back then right. they weren't but yeah. back then i did it because i wanted to do the have the full experience and i'm not a person that likes to quit i don't like to quit so um if somebody quits throughout you know the prep um and, and I, this is no offense to anybody but i don't they're just not mentally strong to do it and and if you're not mentally strong to do it then that sport is not for you i mean and there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's people that are good at basketball and they suck at playing soccer. There's people good that are, you know, that are good at playing football, but they suck at playing basketball. So if that's not your sport, that's fine. You know, you can stick to going to the gym and, you know, staying fit, you know, have big muscles, but you know, if, if, if you can't get shredded, how you would like to be, that's fine. That's not you. Right. Nobody's going to judge you that, you know, so, um, you have to be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And a lot of coaches don't look into that. A lot of coaches, they sign people and they're like, you want to compete? Great. Let's just have you compete in six months. And then they get the next person and, oh, hey, you want to compete? Why not? Let's just yeah. have you compete. There's nothing wrong with doing it for the experience, but in order to get to that place, you have to get the lifestyle first. And you and I talked about it before. You have to be able to to yeah. get the ba the basics first before you jump into the extreme. And a lot of these people that hired a coach, they want to go from never, you know, never being able to follow yeah. a meal plan to, to wanting to do it to the extreme where you have to follow it a hundred percent because if you don't, then you're gonna look like crap on stage. You don't do right. that. You want to do it on stages. You want to do it. You want to see if that's what you want to do. Now, there's a lot of people that they like the, the lifestyle and that's great. They, they're not interested in competing. Why? Because they're comfortable where they're at. You know, they have, you know, some of them, they have, they, they might be big with muscles, you know, but they eat whatever they want on the weekend. And that's what they like. I can't do that. I have to eat my meals every single day, seven days a week. I get two cheat two cheat meals a, a week, so somebody that has a regular lifestyle, you know, they can get four or five cheat meals a week if, if they're you know if they're fit, and they're, they're not gonna get fat. So yeah. you gotta do it for the right reasons, and 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 that's it. That's what I like to tell people. You know, don't do it. You know, don't don't do it for the gram. Don't do it because you know you wanna show your friend that you're you're better than him. Do it because you want to become better because you might want to do it in the long run but do it for you don't do it for anybody else that's it that's the bottom line i love that i love that and so you you get on stage your first show and you lose i remember i remember we talked about this and you can correct me if i'm wrong but I, from from your team you were the only one that didn't get a medal is that true uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you go to your first show, you don't win anything from your entire team. You're the only one that doesn't get a medal. What goes through your mind that night after the show, you know, you're sitting, maybe you're taking the shower. It's like your first moment when it hits you, maybe, it, it, maybe it was backstage, but walk us through kind of that thought process of you not winning anything. And when did you decide? to do it again instead of just quitting and saying, you know what, I guess this isn't for me. Um, when I lost, I, I didn't take it to heart. Um, I knew I didn't go through my prep the way that I should have. Um, I know I cheated a lot, like I said. Um, and when I looked at my body compared to, for example, the guy that won the whole show, which is one of my, he was one of my teammates with that coach. And now he's a teammate of mine on a, on a bodybuilding club that we have. The guy that took the show, he was triple the size of, of me. I mean, I worked out with him a week before and I'm like, I looked at him like, I'm competing against you tonight, like next week. I'm like, what am I, I look like a child next to him. So, um, 
I didn't go with the mentality of that I was going to lose, but I knew, I went with the mentality of there's going to be a lot of other people that are going to look better. But I didn't feel bad because to me, the first show, to me, that was a win. To me, I had never looked that good before. Uh, and when I say good, I meant that shredded. Because yeah. now that I look at pictures, I don't think that I look good. <laughs> but I had never been that shredded. Uh, so I didn't take it to heart. Yeah. I, I, I took it as a learning experience. And um, I was supposed to do a show a few weeks after that. I was supposed to do an Idaho show three weeks after the Utah show in, in October. And I decided not to. I'm like, uh, you know what? Um, I don't want to go spend the money because doing a show is very expensive. So I decided to not go through that. How much, and how much does it cost? Um, but, Let's talk a little bit about, so, about that. How much? How much does it cost to compete? Because I, 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 I didn't. I certainly didn't know that, and I think a lot of people in the audience aren't going to know that either. If you're counting coaching fees, so like if you're counting what your coach charges you on a monthly basis, you're probably looking at. And you're not counting food. You're not counting supplements. Uh, actually, no, let me count the supplements, but I'm not counting food. You're probably doing spending about, and on a 12-week prep, you probably spend about 2000 to $2,500 on a show. That includes your coaching. That includes your, uh, your supplements. That includes your tanning, your... Um, your registration, you have to, um, you have to register. So you have to get a, a, an NPC card in order to be able to compete. So it's kind of like a license for the bodybuilding industry. So you have to pay for that. And it's only, you can only get it once a year. So you pay for that. And then you have to register to compete on your classes. And it's, you know, if you want to compete in three classes, you play, you have to pay three different fees. So it becomes very expensive, like I said, plus your coaching, plus your supplements. Um, if you're a girl, plus, you it's more like, expensive. Like uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> shorts are very expensive. Uh, now, girls, their, their suits, that's just another level. You're, you're talking about 600 to $1,500 uh, on a suit that they're going to wear for you know, they're going to show for five minutes on stage. If right. So it's expensive. It's very expensive. So I decided to not do the Idaho show because, like, again, I, I look very, very small. Um, but I, I did I did reevaluate if, if I wanted to keep doing this. I'm like, is, am I, I going to get big enough? I mean, maybe it's just not in me. Maybe I'm, I, I'm never going to get big like those guys that I see at the gym. Like, it's, it's just not realistic. Um, so I sat on it for a while. Um, I still kept going to the gym. Um, I did, I did what, what they call a reverse dieting. So after the show, you have to be very careful how you eat because obviously when you, uh, when you stop feeding your foods, uh, when you stop feeding your body certain foods, if you start to feeding them again and you start doing a lot, you're just going to blow up. So all the progress that you made, you're going to lose it within a few days, right? So you want to be very careful how you do it. So I did my reverse dieting, which it was wrong, by the way. Um, I, I, I was giving, I felt that I was uh, giving the wrong, the, wrong, uh, uh, the wrong plan because I felt that I blew up super bad compared to this year at least. But um, I did my reverse dieting, which is again about another eight weeks. So it's kind of like another little prep. But you're a little bit more flexible with your food. You're a little more flexible with the carbs that you can have. Yeah. Um, so um, I decided to, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and um, she asked me how I did. And I told her how I placed. I'm like, you know, I placed here in this class, here in this other class. You know, it, it just, it is what it is. And her response was, uh, don't don't feel down don't feel bad she's like that's what happened to me last year she's like last year i i think she told me she finished i want to say 12 i think 12 out of 15 people maybe um her coach was bad but she finished 12 out of 15 and i believe she came back the next year and she she won the whole show um so to me that was like a oh if you did it then i can do it you know, if you if you ended that low on your 
on your first show and then you came back the next day to win, I think I can do the same thing too. So that was like an extra motivation that, that I had, just uh, somebody that kind of went through that and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I just, I was smart about it and I knew I needed to make, to take some time to 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 gain some size. Yeah. Um, because I knew coming back with the same size as of last year was not gonna was not gonna be enough. Yeah. So I knew taking a whole year off basically was was what I needed. So that's what I did. Uh, I I took a full year off. I didn't compete until October of, of 2020. Um, I did um, I did hire a different coach for that um, for that prep. And I think we made I think we made big big changes compared to the year before. Um, at least on stage, I was in. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if it was so muscle. I doubt it because that's a lot. But at least on stage on 2019, I was 167, and in 2020, I was 180 the day of. So I was 13 pounds heavy. I did look, you know, bigger. Um, I felt that at least. 2020, I looked more like a bodybuilder. 2019, I just looked like a skinny, shredded guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so I felt that the improvement again from 2019 to 2020 was big. But 2020, uh, again, I didn't win. I, I, I didn't place. Um, I think I placed six out of eight in my class. Uh, so I guess my body was better than two others, I think. So uh, for that one, I was upset. Uh, for that one, I was a little bit upset because I feel that I followed everything more um, properly and, and, and better. But to be fair, I had, you know, things going on in my life, like in my personal life, you know, a lot of stress, um, uh, like I said, work-related, um, life-related, personal life, work-related. Uh, so a lot of a lot of those things uh, it does uh, mess with your body when you're when you're making changes. The stress kind of messes you up. So um, I was upset because I was expecting to place. Yes. Uh, I was expecting to win. I thought that I that I made bigger changes. And um, yeah, the day of the show, I I felt that my back was great, and I just felt that the front just wasn't there. Uh, the front, uh, the abs didn't come out like they did before. Um, and it's not an excuse at all. I just, I mean, obviously I, I was there, I, I know my body, but the show was on a Saturday. I sent a picture to my coach on Friday, right after I ate some carbs and my abs were like insane. And he's like, dude, they look great. And Saturday I could not get them to come out. Like, I, I, I just couldn't, I tried different ways and I couldn't. So I was upset and I was even more upset the next day because, you know, after the show, you usually have your cheat meal. You can kind of eat whatever you want. So you eat a bunch of carbs. I went and ate, you know, a bunch of cookies, a bunch of donuts. Um, I made myself sick because everything that I ate. But uh, I woke up on Sunday and I took a picture of my abs and they're like full. They're, I mean, you could see them how I wish they would have shown on Saturday. And I was just like, that's so crazy. though. What it's happened? so crazy to me that the body can change so much just within 24 hours or 12 hours or eight hours. Like, you know, on Friday, the abs were there. Saturday, they're gone. Sunday, they're back again. Like that to me is insane. You know, the, the level of detail that that you guys have to pay attention to just within a span of hours to make sure that you have the best physique on stage. So I think that is, that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And, and I mean, when my, my, my first coach told me, Oh, you're going to see changes hourly, you know, the day of the show, I'm like, you're crazy. You're just feeding me BS, yeah. but it's true. Like it is really true. And even the day of the show. So, you know, you go to the show in the morning for a prejudging and then you come back at night for judging. So you have about four or five hours in between you don't want to eat whatever you want during that time. You want to be very careful because when you're coming back at night, they're still going to judge you and you can still lose. So and that's a mistake that I made last year because um, at least in my class, you uh, the first the, the top five get a medal, right? So prejudging, that's kind of when you know if you're going to get a medal. So first call outs, which is the first uh, the first five 
the top five that they think they're going to win, they call them, right? I was part of that. So I thought I was going to place at least fifth on my, I got first call out. I'm, 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 it's money now. I, I got it. Um, I went home and I'm not going to lie. I ate Panda. Uh, because I, I didn't think it was going to make a difference. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what made me lose, but I ate Panda. I ate my fish that I was supposed to eat, went back for judging. And when they were giving out the, when it was uh, our time to get on stage again, um, I wasn't part of the, uh, I wasn't first call out anymore. Damn. So I got moved. So I was, I, I'm assuming I was fifth because I was moved from first callouts to a sixth place, which it was the final that I got in my class. So I'm like, I made a mistake again. I didn't know in those four hours, I had to be very careful. So uh, a lot of people don't know that either. A lot of people think, okay, you know, I got it over with. Now I can go eat it. I'm just gonna come back later and pick up my trophy and that's it. You can still lose. Yeah. You can still get, you know, kicked out of that and go home with nothing which is what happened yeah, to me that's so crazy man but i i love the the contrast between the two losses right the first loss you you just owned it right and and i think that, that that's a big lesson for for everybody listening like if you fail at something try to analyze it you know think about you know what happened what did i do how did i contribute instead of just getting upset and maybe like blaming somebody else or getting depressed or getting angry I think that the fact that you were able to say, I just didn't do what I was supposed to do, like, and just own it and accept it. I think that's very hard to do. And then on the second one, where you felt like you did better, but you still recognize that you made a mistake. And so I think that that sense of ownership, of taking responsibility for yourself uh, is, is, is the factor because it's so easy to blame something, blame your coach, blame someone, blame this, blame that. So I think that that mentality of just personal responsibility and understanding where you came up short and then working to fix it, I think is what can really set somebody apart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm not the type of person that's gonna blame somebody else. Like I'm not, people try to tell me, oh, what's it, your coach? Is that why you switch coaches? Is I'm like, nope, my coach has nothing to do with it. Um, and that's why I always, that's why I told you at the beginning, you have to find the right person, the right coach for you. Um, I, I have a good relationship with my online coach. He's actually a teammate of mine again on the, on the bodybuilding team that we're on. Um, I have a good relationship with my second coach. I mean, we text, we talk, uh, we've talked about, you know, getting a lift, you know, here and there. So, um, because I'm not, I'm not going to blame, you know, him for, for me losing, I mean, especially when everybody else in that in that team went home with medals right um so you know i i i think if we're if we're going to talk about coaching a little bit i think he's a good coach i think he's uh he, he's a good person he he knows what he's doing um um he has a lot of a lot of clients that have been successful you know lifestyle people athletes um so but like i said um I, I took the blame for both. I mean, the first one, I knew I, I just didn't do it right. I didn't do it 100%. Uh, and on the second one, like I said, it was just, you know, the stress, I think, um, more than more than anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, didn't I don't feel bad about it. Like I said, I felt bad the day of. But again, it just kind of, it, it just kind of throws more fuel to the fire. I mean, that's how I see it is you know, I'll come back next year and, and we'll see. And if not, we'll come back the next year and we'll see. I mean, there's there's people that, you know, it takes them, you know, seven shows before they can win an overall. Yeah. I wanted to win it on my second one, right? But, you know, it wasn't realistic, I guess. Um, but, you know, I have a friend that has competed three times and he's taken the overall all three times. He's a pro already. So it took him three shows to become a pro. Yeah. Um, so... That's another, um, again, that's another critical thing that, that I wanted to get your, your take on here to just kind of wrap up. But it seems to me that obviously fitness, to me, fitness is very unique because it's not like, for example, going to school or finances where you can be doing well and nobody knows it. Or you can maybe not be doing so well and it's not so obvious. But with fitness, it's out there. 
like people can see it. And so um, I think that people really fall into comparing themselves with others. So going based on what you said, you know, for one person, it can take seven or eight shows, seven or eight preps um, in a much longer time frame to actually reach their goal. When with someone else, it could seem like it's easy. It could seem like, okay, one, two, three shows, you're a pro and that's it. So how do you avoid comparing yourself to the people around you when you're still, you know, trying to build? Um, it's, it's hard not to, I mean, I'm not going to lie and, and tell you that it's easy. It's hard not to, especially when you're in this sport, because you're being judged by how you look like you're being judged standing next to somebody that doesn't have a shirt on just like you. So it's hard to not compare yourself when in reality, this sport is about comparing. It's about. So, um, so it, it's really hard, but I think the way that I see it in my head and, um, is I just always want to be better than the show before. That's how I see it. Now, um, it doesn't mean that if I lose, I'm content with it or that I'm happy with it. Not at all. I, I just see it as if my physique improved from the year before, that's a win. If I can get a trophy, if I take a medal, that's an extra win, right? So I take two wins home that day. If I lose, I'm going to be upset more, I, most likely. I mean, you know, I don't like to lose. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't like to lose a pickup game at a rec center. So um, that's just that's just me. So it's it's honestly understanding and, 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 and getting the idea in your head. Uh, and that's why I say you have to be mentally strong. It's just getting the idea in your head of um, you got to do it for the right reasons. And you always want to see it as, you know, you want to improve from your last show. Um, that's, that's your first win. Now you take something home, you take a medal home, you take a trophy home, then that's, you know, that's a second win. But if you can't get that second part, there's nothing wrong with that. You just kind of have to own it and, you know, get up and move on and, and, and try to be better. But, you know, don't blame your coach. Don't, don't blame other people. Don't blame your, your husband because he didn't wake you up to do your cardio or don't blame your wife because she didn't make your meals like, no, you have to own it. Um, so, yeah. And, and I love that. And I, for, for a time, I didn't understand that part. And I remember, uh, on one occasion I put out a tweet and uh, the tweet said, I think it's funny that bodybuilding is the only sport that celebrates losses. And I posted it and I got a bunch of DMS from like fitness people. And they're like, no, you don't get it, dude. And I had a conversation with Matt, with Matt Moore, uh, about it, about it later. And I asked him about it. I'm like, dude, why do you like all these people? It seems like bodybuilding is the only sport. No other sport do I see people celebrating their losses. And he's like, no, it's because like it's not about the win. And it goes back to exactly what you said. I mean, just getting there is the win. And then, you know, if, if you can take a, a medal home, great. But that's like extra. That's like the cherry on top. And so for, for a long time, I didn't understand that. And I thought it was stupid that bodybuilders celebrated losses. And so he explained it to me. I'm like, okay, you know, now it makes sense. And so I think that the message that can be taken from that is it's all about you. You know, it's you versus you. And sure, there are going to be people around you. And I think that that's something that can be um, applied to whatever it is that anybody does at your job, anywhere. You know, there are always going to be other people involved. But at the end of the day, it's you versus you. It's, it's how good can you be? How can you improve in taking that personal responsibility? To make it happen and then everything else all of the accolades or all of the wins trophies awards whatever you end up getting is just kind of the icing on the cake uh from all the work that you have put in so uh let's wrap up uh ricardo with your top three tips for somebody that is brand new brand new maybe they're at 270 pounds and they they would eventually love to be where you're at or they would love to get in shape what are your top three tips top three takeaways for people that want to get started? Um, first of all, um, I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta do the, the easy things. Um, don't, don't try to go zero to a hundred. Uh, don't be, don't, don't try to be, and I'm going to say, don't try to be like me. Okay. My, my, my wife will tell me all the time, how can you go from zero to a hundred? How can you go from eating out every day to, start meal prepping on a Tuesday and now you're, meal, you're been meal prepping for the last three, four years. 
Don't do that. Start small. Start making small changes. Um, um, stop eating. And, and like one of one of the first thing is watch what you eat. Okay. See if you can replace it with something a little bit healthier. Instead of having a regular Coke, try to have a Coke Zero. I have Coke Zero all the time. Okay. And I have muscles. I have a six pack. I have. I mean. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You just got to watch what you eat. Exactly. See, no sugar. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. Um, that's one thing. So just watch what you eat. Try to, uh, try to replace, you know, um, the things that you eat on a daily basis, maybe with healthier things, you know, maybe instead of eating regular bread, maybe eat, you know, healthier bread, you know, with less carbs, um, try to, try to drink more water. That's one thing that people don't really realize. Um, if, 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 you, if you drink a gallon of water a day, it's gonna make a big difference when it comes to your health and it's gonna, it's gonna make a big difference when it comes to you losing weight. Um, and you know, go on walks. If it's somebody that is struggling with, with getting started, if it's somebody that's you know, on the edge of, should I do it? Should I not? Um, I don't. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to, you know, go ham on this. Like I said, go on walks every night. You know, get a, get a mile to mile walk a night. You know, drink a gallon of water every day. Uh, stop drinking soda and start drinking Coke Zero. Stop eating as much bread. Is you know, once you watch those little things without you even noticing, you're gonna stop start dropping weight a lot. Um, I have a friend of mine that is, he's currently working out with us. He's a bigger guy. Um, he's not on a diet 100%, but he told me I'm watching what I'm eating. I'm not eating that much bread. I'm not drinking any soda. I'm just drinking water. And from the beginning of the year until now, which is what, 17 days, he said he's lost 13 pounds. Wow. And he's not going ham at the gym. He's not, you know, lifting, you know, three plates on each side when he's doing bench is just the small little things. Um, if, if, if you're one of those people that, you know, want to jump into getting into a gym, um, like I said, um, first thing, don't be intimidated um, by, by the people that look big. Like I said, most of them are teddy bears in the inside. Uh, they're, they're not a-holes like they seem to be. Yeah. Um, Another tip, you know, if, if you don't want to go to a big gym, find a, find a small one, find, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, you know, Planet Fitness is a great gym to start. Um, that's where I started. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people that are starting to get to, that's where they go. Because to be honest, you don't get judged and, and you can feel it because it's a lot of people that it's not a bunch of bodybuilders. It's a bunch of, you know, older, older people people that are not really fit. So you kind of, you know, you feel more comfortable and I feel a lot more comfortable when I started there. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that, you know, that you, they want to jump into, don't go to a big gym, you know, find a small one. Um, a lot of people, you know, they have a gym at, at, at their homes that they're, you know, provided by their HOA. If you want to go there, you can start. That's a lot of the, a lot of times I did that. I didn't go to a gym and I lived at a complex and I had a, you know, they had dumbbells and, you know, I made it work. You know, you get a little sweat, you get a little, a little cardio, um, and it helps. It helps along the way. Like I said, don't, don't try to, and that's another thing for them to note. Don't try to lose 50, 60 pounds in your first month. Be patient. Okay. Be realistic. It's, it, yeah, it's a, it's not a race. Everybody says it's not a race. Okay. It's a marathon. It's, you've messed up your body for, you know, 20, in my case, 25, 30 years, don't expect to fix it on a 12 week plan because it's not going to happen. Yes. It's going to take time. It's going to take months. It might take years. So be patient with the process. That's it. I love that. I love that, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. One of the things that I ask all of my guests is if somebody in the audience, if somebody that is listening to this has a question about Anything that we talked about today, feel free to reach out to this dude on DM. So, where can people find you? Um, Instagram. Um, I mean, I have Facebook, but I don't use it much. When I do use it, but it's more family more than anything. Um, but I have my Instagram. It's Cardo underscore twelve. Um, and I mean, like I said, if they have any questions, you know, they like you say, if they have any questions, they can reach out. Um, I know. 
a lot of people they get intimidated by what I look like by sometimes I, I was told the other day that my voice sounds like a, a mean person's voice. So uh, don't get fooled by that. <laughs> don't get fooled by that. Uh, feel free to reach out any questions. Now I'm not a trainer. Uh, I, I don't do meal plans. Uh, but if you need a tip, if you need advice, I can I can help you with that. But if you need a meal plan, if you need uh, coaching, I will send you to the right place to 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 find one. But any anything that anything else, feel free to reach out. Um, like I said, Instagram card underscore twelve. Um, I'll be available for for whenever whenever they need. Awesome, awesome, brother. Well, we'll wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode number thirty seven of the Ask tony show this will be on the podcast and video version as well on youtube facebook so hope you guys can uh check it out i'll put ricardo's uh links in the show notes so you guys can reach out to him find him on instagram follow him check out his stories um awesome awesome dude so with that being said till next time